Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Cheddar. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show, and I'm so excited to present my guest today. He is one of my favorites, my top five artists. He goes by the name of J.D. Era, and he has been gone for over four years. He's taken a four-year hiatus, but he's back, and he's announcing his return to music with his new label imprint called Up North Records and his highly anticipated forthcoming new album called Back from the Dead. We talked about his origins, what he learned from the Raekwon Ice H2O deal, and why you shouldn't be afraid to put up your own bread. J.D. Era on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. So I go by the name of J.D. Era from Saga City. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're around the world, you know me from Toronto, but I'm a Saga City man. Diamonds dancing on a hoe. Do I love a hell no? Bounce it for a bang. 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 Look, I ain't popping pills and I don't sip links. Half an hour counting faces of the queen. But for bottom niggas, know I'm a machine. So don't get murdered by a fucking 16. Some bitches in your town, they know I'm running. Know I'm running. Bet your baby mama do it for a honey. She gon' do it. She gon' suck it. Error. Error, 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 and error. In case you weren't sure, you know? Man, uh, I think I remember because I'm not. I haven't been on Facebook, but I remember like being very corny and like sending you deep personal Facebook messages. Yo, JD Era, this song meant this much to me. It's driving me. It inspired me, man. Please don't stop making music. This is like I've known you. I don't know for how long. You know me a, a lot. I've started a, a to come on the show in 2007, yeah. so yeah. I don't know when. Maybe 09, 2010, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you've been one of those artists for me that like I'm excited. When I was doing a radio show in London, Ontario, excited to play motivated me, inspired me, made me believe in, and, and driven me in this pursuit of promoting Canadian music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you and, know what I mean? And just as a vice versa, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, for me, just to see your growth and, like, I know where you where you started and where you've come from, you know what I mean? Even uh, little things like your questions, like, you were a super rookie when you first started this thing. No, and don't say you that. You were a super rookie. Don't you say that. So just your growth, you know, it, it's kind of dope just um, for both of us to kind of progress and for us to be at this point in time, you know what I mean, uh, meeting, you know what I mean, at, at this point in time in our career. So I'm, mm. I'm super honored to be here again with you after 
after how many years? You say 2007 is when That's you started? That's when the Come Up show started. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, man. No, I remember doing London Laughs and, and coming and always having to do the stop with you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So it's definitely dope that you're still doing it all these years later, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. And I'm and and and, and you're back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. The new album's yeah. called uh, Back from the Dead. You know what I mean? It's it's I feel like it's a, a fitting title considering I haven't I haven't released music since like what 2012, 2013 was when No Handouts came out. So um I just wanted to call it Back from the Dead. It, it just it felt right. You know what I mean? When I was searching for name titles and and actually the title track, the first um opening record, I'm not even I ain't, I ain't gonna give you the feature on who's on the opening, the intro record, but the intro record's called Back from the Dead. So that's mm-hmm. um that was like one of the records we did, and I was like, yeah, it just feels right. Like that gotta be the name of this thing, you know? I, I love that name because intrinsically I when I hear back from them that I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially if people know your story, they're like Yes, what has been, what has he been up to? Where is he at today? Mm-hmm. What are his thoughts? What are his experiences? And I want to tune in. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't know you, even if you're a brand new artist to me, back from the dead means, oh, okay, I don't know nothing. Yeah, Let it's kind of fresh. What he's been to. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. kind of, it's, it's definitely. Um, if you've never heard of JD Era, you know, what I mean, it's a chance for you to kind of, um, get, dive in, and and it's a little bit more personal than than the other albums. You know, what I mean, like no handoffs and stuff. They, they always have bars. You know, what I mean, I think uh, um, one of my major themes throughout all of my projects is just bars and making sure that I'm lyrical. You know what I mean? But this one got is a little bit more personal. It's a little more um in depth. I give you a little bit more era on this one, and and this one's like independently me. You know what I mean? Like this is the first time i put on a project that's just been me behind the helm you know what i mean like uh no partners behind it no um artists co-signing it or anything of that nature and 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 so this was a a giant a giant process for me you know what i mean just in terms of growth and having to play the full executive role and taking care of all those little things you know what i mean so it's definitely been an experience and i'm just excited to get it out january is when this thing's coming out so um you know we just we did a little teaser with bankroll bankroll was a light little warm super super light warm up like I, I know there's jd era fans who are listening they're like yo you know like i like bankroll i don't you know maybe it's not as lyrical as they want but super like warm up man like like i'm telling you off top right now chetto you're my dog come up show we done did this how many times my album back from the dead is going to be the best rap best independent rap album in canada 2019 you could 2018 you could backdate it if you want to you know what i mean guarantee hands down best Number one, the best. And this isn't sales-wise, but in terms of quality and in terms of what people are going to get um, from me, uh, I think most people know what to expect when it comes to me. You know what I mean? You're going to get a five-star MC. So uh, uh, this is a gourmet dish, you know what I mean, for the people, straight up. Mm. Straight up. I really hear I really like when I hear you talking Oh, man, about I that. feel good about this one, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, There's a reason I've been gone for a minute, you know what I mean? And and, and it's not even just a, a, a one thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a multiple. Like, I, I couldn't have been gone for so long and, and there's no way I wasn't sitting in a studio cooking you know what I mean so I got a lot of a lot of missiles ready to come mm. yeah yeah and I feel like what's exciting about you era I feel like you've always been that artist that can that can adapt to whatever the sound is mm-hmm. I, be, I feel like you're very versatile you know you, you hey if, if it's gotta be about that rap shit that bar shit you got it yeah if it's gotta be about that commercial that mainstream that radio shit you got it and I think that's very important, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, the lyrical miracle rapper ain't, ain't you know, it <laughs> yeah. ain't popping like yeah, that. Yeah. Like no, it used no, to the anymore. Changed, man. The you game's I mean? definitely changed. And like, yeah. even um, fan-wise, like, I, uh, you know, just seeing what people are listening to and what the kids are listening to, like, sonically, raps changed completely. You know what I mean? And, and it's, I think one of the beauties um, uh, of Toronto is, 
is like like for me for an artist like me i've always kind of been in between the lyrical guys and the guys you know what i mean the commercial guys like i've always been able to kind of blend in you know what i mean and like you said being versatile has always always been one of my strengths so i mean i i, I didn't come back feeling like i had to throw on auto-tune and you know what i mean adapt to what's going on now and i'm still myself in it you know what i mean you're still gonna get bars but like the in terms of the production and all that stuff everything is up to date with regards to that stuff you know what i mean mm. I, I don't want it to feel like oh you put it on and you're back in 2012 like nah yes yeah we're not doing that but also like say if you were those lyrical miracle rappers before and you try to make the sound what it is today people were like that ain't you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean people would be like that ain't you so that's a beautiful thing because you've always went you know like you 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 haven't i guess been in a box or classified as one thing mm-hmm. and you're right with bankroll when if people see the video it's a banger it's for the clubs it's for the strip clubs it's for you know it's it's a it's it's high energy yeah i like to call it's a high energy record yeah i like to call and when i saw the youtube commenter like i love era but this ain't it some yeah, of them some of the some, some people, era some people and, and that's you, you gotta understand yeah. like those people are coming from like i'm coming from a battle rap background um where people a lot of original people in Toronto that saw me, they saw me doing freestyle uh, ciphers. And then going from that to the mixtape grind to touring with Raekwon and, and and running around with those guys, people expect a certain level of, of lyrics, I think. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I'm an artist and you got to let me, you got to let me do me. You know what I mean? Don't get caught up in in it in it being a, a lyrical miracle thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think a lot of people are stuck in that. You know what I mean? And I really wanted... The good thing about taking a little bit of time off from the music is that no one knew no one knew or knows what to expect from my new album. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that people are coming in with completely fresh ears. You know what I mean? Kind of being removed from JDR for a couple years. And and just when you press play, like, I want you to listen to this top to bottom. When you press play, just enjoy it, man. Like, this one is, like I said, this is the best independent rap. rap I'm stressing the word. The best independent rap album in Canada, mm-hmm. coming up, you know what I'm saying? 2019. Well, well just like, uh, just like Pusha T is saying in 2018, is he feels like it's the best rap album. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you 2018. know, the games changed where musically, yeah. you know, rappers are doing other things, and that's yeah. amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? But I know what I do best. You know what I mean? And and I don't want to stray too far away from that. But at the same time, I'm gonna give you good songs along with it. You know what I mean? Because you know, you got guys like Kendrick and guys like Cole, where they're rappers. You know what I mean? The Davies of the world, they're all rappers. You know, and, and I don't think. Um, I don't want this next generation to get away completely from that. You know what I mean? When listening to JD era, like I really want to be, I want to maintain my kind of status and, and and ensure that I'm a pioneer over here for the bar spitters. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when you come to Toronto, when the Freddie Gibbses and the guys come to Toronto, they're like, yo, yeah. let me check in on JD era because they know what time it is. You know what I mean? So exactly. we got to, we got to maintain that certain level over here. I appreciate that. I d- definitely appreciate that. And I think I feel like when I hear, like, for example, I was listening to the Black Thought and Salam Remy uh, EP album Love that it. came Love out, Shrooms yeah. of Thought, Volume 2. And I was like, oh, I miss this. It's like getting cold water, like washing your face with cold water. Like, it's a breath. Like, it was like, man, you know, when you're listening to all these, you know, sing rap or whatever, I like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fun. But we need a little bit of balance. We need to sprinkle a little bit of what hip hop is, was, whatever. And 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 when I feel like, oh man, like there's there's one that's one that's one thing how hip hop is sometimes is like when there's a wave, there's everybody follows that wave. Oh, hip hop's right? the worst for that. You huh? know what I mean? We're the worst genre when it comes to like if yeah. something hits, yeah. then there's like fifty million other guys that try to do that exact same thing that hit. You know what I mean? And yeah. And I, I mean, I think um Rappers are guilty of that, but like for me, for me, I 
as an outsider, I love seeing, like, in terms of the growth of Toronto with some of these new artists, you know what I mean? Like, the sound changes. Like, I love that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, when we're sitting here talking about lyrics and bars and all that stuff, I love the fact that we got 10 different artists and these guys all got different melodies and they're all finding their own lanes, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's it's better for the industry, but I'm just I'm just here for the barbarians, you know what I mean? Like The barbarians. That's what I am. I'm an OG caveman out with the fire, you know what I mean? I'm here for the barbarians. You know, so you know what to get when you when you when you get JD era, you know? Yo, so it's so good for you to be here, man, JD era. Thank you, brother. And um and this is gonna be one of those episodes, man. I haven't done it in a while because you know I we've done like, you know, long episodes and but I wanna get into the history of JD era. So Saga City. Yeah, yeah. And uh where did it start, JD era? Where did it start, man? Yeah. I mean, for me, like I said, I started in the in kind of the battle scene, you know what I mean? Like I, I used to battle all through Saga. Like that's and where that's where everyone knew me from originally. I was a yeah. basketball player, you know what I mean? But I always traveled around via basketball and like we'd go to just different hoods, play ball, and after basketball, you end up rhyming. You know what I mean? And like guys just kinda took to me. They knew I kinda freestyled or whatever, and and that turned into, yo, let's take you to this hood to battle this guy I heard was nice. And yo, I'm gonna put up a couple, you know, a couple dollars for you to battle this guy, you know what I mean? And then that turned into just me winning battles and and winning money, you know what I mean? Back then it was like, yo, win five hundred, buy a cell phone, you know what I mean? I'm the only man with a phone, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, like that was really where I started and, and really found my love for like for rap and hip hop and then that turned into um an old basketball coach of mine, this guy Wells Davis. And like I to this day he's a mentor of mine. He literally kept hearing from all the other guys on the team, like, yo, JD raps, JD raps. I was like, yo, I got a studio, come to my house. You know what I mean? And that was literally the first time I ever like recorded a song, was ever in studio. I think he brought me in. I was in there like an hour, just like freestyling, just like he recorded the whole thing, you know what I mean? And then yeah, we got our first record on, on flow with uh Ride Clean and I haven't looked back since, man. That was like, that was a long, long time ago, brother. Yeah. Tell me about that moment hearing your song on the radio for the first time. Where were you? The um, first time. First, first time I was inside. I think I was inside a car with Major probably when I heard Ride Clean. Mm. Um, the first time. I just, I more remember the feeling than uh, I remember where I was. But they, like. There's no feeling like there's there's no feeling in the world like the first time the radio plays your song. You know what I mean? It's just such like a out of the blue feeling. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's surreal almost. You know what I mean? And it feels like you're gonna be a millionaire the next day. You know what I mean? When you first hear, you know, what I mean? it's like oh, you're taking over the world after you first hear it. But um, yeah, I think I think just surreal would be the best way to describe like the first time you hear your song on the radio. Mm. Well, now now it still feels amazing. Like now even to this day, don't get me wrong. Like, anytime you hear something brand new that you've created, that you know what I mean, something that came from your brain that just you know develops and then ends up on the radio is just like is an amazing process. You know what I mean? So it's always gonna feel surreal for me. But like that first time was was special. You yeah. Know? I, like yeah, cause can you talk about like making something out of nothing and then people are hearing it on the radio waves of that feeling? It's like you're creating something out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a creative, that's that's yeah. probably the ultimate. You know what I mean? Like that's awesome. The ultimate as an artist, that's the ultimate fulfillment. You know what I mean? Like something that in your head, you know, and this is before you've even said it out loud or um, you know spoken into existence per se. Like 
something that's in your head, you're like, oh, this is dope. You know what I mean? And then you put it to pen and pad and then you're like, yeah, this is dope. And then you spit it in the booth and you're like, yeah, this is dope. For it to still be dope, you know what I mean? Through all of those things, through the mixing process and then for other people to hear it and still feel that way. And then it gets to radio. and You know what I mean? Like that whole, that whole process is a lot of things aligning, you know what I mean? Properly, you know what I mean? And, and not, not everybody has that opportunity not everybody has that foresight you know what i mean to be able to do something like that so um that's definitely it's a challenge and it's like it's kind of the reward in it you know what i mean it, it's 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 like like for me like for example i i just wrote a r&b record you know that's something i've been doing lately um a record called dynamite and that's something that in my head you know what i mean in the bathroom came to me you know what i mean and like to hear that record get played on radio via another person singing it you know what i mean as the vessel you know that's special you know what i mean like stuff like that is like you can't you can't recreate that stuff you know what mm. i mean it's like it's like those are your babies they go out into the earth and you're literally watching them walk and you know what i mean it's like literally letting your baby go and it's like it's on its own now you know so yeah man those those Can are you dope. tell me about that uh that process of an idea comes to your head mm -hmm. because uh as a creative you know you get thoughts and what do you do with it? Do you always document it? Do you always not? Or like, do you, do you let ideas go disappear? You probably um, have some ideas come and go. Yeah, I mean, um, but like, I was probably yeah. better with it when I was younger. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when I was younger, I, I there's not I didn't let an idea go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like literally anything that came to my head, if I thought it, if I was like, yo, that'd be a dope bar. If it was a dope line, it's I'm committing it to paper or a phone or a napkin or you know what I mean like I was super religious um, a little more back then. Mm -hmm. These days. I think um, the stuff that, like, if it makes me laugh, if it, like, if it feels thought-provoking to me, you know what I mean, then I got to jot it down. Or if it's just, like, like if it's a dope metaphor or something like that, like, I'll jot it down. But um, I I less, like, back in the day, I more freestyled a lot in my head all the time, 24-7, always thinking about rhymes, you know what I mean? So these days it's more, it's a little bit more precise. Like, I'm a little bit more of a sharpshooter than, than a machine gun mm -hmm. these days, if that makes sense. Yeah, can you can you tell me about uh, yeah? So you freestyle whatever. I I've heard I've interviewed other artists mm -hmm. here. You know they talk about when they hear a beat or whatever. Yeah, they just go and see what comes out of that. Like the first iteration mm -hmm. compared to not overthinking, and they've done both. Yeah, yeah. Where are you at with that? I you know I'm 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 the same where I I do a little of both. I think um, I think. These days, it's a little bit more well thought out, you know what I mean, as opposed to before it was like the first four bars that come to your mind, run with it, you know what I mean, and just kind of build off of that. But I think um, some of the best stuff I've written, like the stuff that I enjoy the most, at least, uh, is stuff that I kind of took my time with and like, it, like you know, I, I'll spit it to myself and then I don't like this line, let me tweak this, you know what I mean, type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm a little bit more meticulous, like I think these days than, than I was before, but mm. but... I mean, it's still the same process. Like, it, you, you put me in a booth, you put on a beat, and it's just going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's just for a rap, any rapper, rapper. Like, mm -hmm. give them a, boot, a booth, a beat, maybe a little bud. You know what I mean? And, like, the process will just, it'll work itself out, you know? So, if people don't know, I haven't seen you mm -hmm. play in person, but you're a baller. You're you're a basketball player. What's the point of time, man? I don't, I don't, like, that, I mean? I don't like that claim, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, things. you know. 
uh, Nike and like all this thing, oh, you know. I don't like to claim these uh, things. Man's like gonna try and send me to Raptors 905 for a tryout <laughs> and stuff. If I you see when you put this stuff in the air, you know what I mean? Then I get all, all these random challenges in the street and stuff. I once I used to play ball. These yeah. days, yeah. I just I, I keep my knees preserved, you know what I mean? For Your knees stage. and ankles. For the stage. For the stage. You gotta you gotta be careful. These kids are ruthless <laughs> these out here. Kids bro. Are ru- I, I'm seeing it. Yeah. I'm seeing it. With the phones nowadays, especially you don't wanna be that that know. rapper that got crossed over and you're Instagram. now a world star. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't wanna be the guy on world damn, star. Damn, bro. Yeah. It's it's tough out here, bro. Yeah, but you know what? You know what's crazy yeah. about the basketball thing? Basketball yeah. actually um, it's like full circle because there's a lot of like MCs that used to play ball or like the the connects that I've gotten through basketball or that I made like in my years of playing basketball have been like synonymous with music, oddly enough. Like I, it's music and sports, you know, they go hand in hand, you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. things like with Drake and the Raptors, you know what I mean? Like that's been, you know, since the beginning, you know what I mean? Like hip hop and, and basketball have been one in the same, you know, since the beginning. So I think it's just kind of been one of those natural things where it's like, you know, as an old baller, you know what I mean? I just kind of had that feel, you know what I mean? Like we we grow up on, we grew up on hip hop, you know what I mean? Hip hop is the driving thing that we listen to before we go play a game, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it just kind of, yeah, it became one in the same for me. Let's go back to the history. You're battling. Yeah. Was there anybody that we may have been familiar with back in the days that uh, ah. that you're battling against? Um, so, 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 I mean, organic or so like organic and guys like that are like, those are my juniors. Okay. okay? So like well, the King of the Dot guys, those are, the, yeah. those are my juniors. I used to battle with like the Bishop Brigantes, mm. um, around the way I used to battle with guys like, like Blake Carroll or he goes by seven days now. Yeah. Blake Carroll. So se- seven yeah. days is yeah. a guy that I used to see that guy all over the place, like yeah. all over the city at every battle all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Um, there's guys like, uh, nameless, you know what I mean? Who was like. That's that's one of those guys I used to see at every battle. It was like, I got you this round, you got me that round. You know, the, the Empire guys were always, you know what I mean? Like, mm. so guys like that, like Adam Bomb and stuff like that, I used to see those guys all over the place. You know what I mean? So it's kind of dope now, like, um, for me to see those guys and, and, and like, we still kind of, there's still that competitive nature, like, oddly enough. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't had battles in forever, but there's yeah. still, like, a little bit of competitive nature, like, amongst us. Like, that's even, funny. Even with Bishop. Bishop was like, he'll see me and, like, just send a bar my way just to kind of see if I'll say something. You know what I mean? Like, we're still, like, MC is at the heart of it. You know what I mean? So That's so funny. Your yeah. friends and all that, you it's, know? It's still. Yeah, even when we're 50, 60 years old, man, yeah. we're still going to have bars for each other just in case. You that's know? hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me about your relationship with Bishop Brigante because he's in that band. Bankroll video. I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, like, Bishop, Bishop came out yeah. to show love. You know, Bishop's one of those people I've known him literally since the beginning of my rap career. And, like, you know, you're, you're a huge fan of Canadian hip-hop, as am I. You know what I mean? Like, I literally grew up on Canadian hip-hop, amongst other things, like American stuff. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. But I, I definitely took a liking to what was happening in my backyard. And, and Bishop was one of those guys that, when I first started listening to Canadian hip-hop, he was one of the one of the guys that I saw that was around the way. You know what I mean? That, like, I would see, like, actually see on my... You know, I'd see Chocolate, I'd see Bishop, I'd see Cardinal out there. You know what I mean? Like, certain guys I would actually see around the way. So me and him have always been, like friends like and i'm talking like nrg back like i was 16 sneaking in the club and bishops on stage freestyling you know what i mean like so i just think um we just have a respect for each other's journeys you know what i mean like guys like shockler guys like cardinal like we just have respect for each other's journeys and and they know where i come from they know um you know my pedigree you know what i mean and like like me and i was talking to adam bomb adam bomb the other day about this and like we were saying like our generation is 
it, it's not well documented because it was the mixtape generation. You know what I mean? And like guys like you were there to like literally be there to document the little stuff. But because we didn't sell actual records, there's nothing in books about us. There's never going to be, you know what I mean, um, um, writings about us going gold and platinum. You know what I mean? Like the Shockleyers and the Cardinals because they were around when units were still moving. You know what I mean? Our generation is more, we were kind of the generation that had to adapt and still figure out a way to get our music out. You know what I mean? Even though it wasn't being sold in stores, right? So mm -hmm. that was our challenge. Our challenge was how do we get this music to the people without having to use the record labels, the Universals and the Sonys? Yeah. Because they weren't giving us a chance. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, it's kind of dope to see, like, literally, we are the, the me, the Drakes, the Board Wonders. You know, Drake's the one that got out. You yeah. know what I mean? But there's a whole group of guys that were responsible for, like, that that movement you know what i mean and like that energy you know what i mean and like like i like what empire did was so important in toronto you know what i mean and like in 20 years like there may never cbc won't do a documentary on them you know what i mean but for the guys that know you know what i mean there's guys like you that know mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's it's super important you know what i mean so yeah that, that's really interesting because uh you know you not a lot of people may have had from your generation like we're talking about after the cardies mm -hmm. uh you may there may not have been a lot of albums in HMV. Mm -hmm. It was online, but the online links were like sensepace.com, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mediafire.com mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that are all gone. Yeah. Like I had a Mediafire account that had hundreds of things. It's all, that whole thing's deleted. Gone. And and unless you have it up maybe on a that pit or something like that. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. still around, but we don't they even know we don't even know what's gonna happen to places like that because streaming's taken over. Right. Right. So there's this whole content from like early two thousand. It's just in limbo. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like a, a gang of like mixtape material, you know what exactly. I mean? Kind of stuff that like it just yeah. kinda in limbo. But like for me, just as a guy who lived it, like it's it was such an important time, you know what I mean? Because it's it's what fueled, like, the Drakes and the, you know what I mean? Like, Weekend and to the Tories, like, especially the Drake and the Tories, you know what I mean? I could really say that generation is what fueled that, you know what I mean? Like, literally, that was the backbone to it, you know? Like, like you couldn't do a show in Toronto without seeing, you know what I mean, certain guys there, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? You couldn't, you couldn't move around, you know what I mean, without seeing. There was yeah. no such thing as opening for this artist without having to see certain guys there, you know what I mean? So I'm super proud to be a part of that yeah. you know what i mean and and i think um part of my challenge now is you know in, in adapting to the new climate and uh in what's going on now is making sure that you know i'm still relevant in all of that you know what i mean like the, that's what the music now is the music now to me is more about it's not out of necessity you know i i done i've toured in, in terms of like People like, you know, like, do you feel like you're successful? Like, to me, I'm I'm successful. You know what I mean? I'm a successful rapper because I've done what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? My goal when I got into music was I wanted to put out music. I wanted to tour. You know what I mean? I wanted to do videos. You know what I mean? I did all this stuff. You know what I mean? I got to rap with some of the best rappers in the world. You know what I mean? So um, for me, it's like these these next couple albums and projects for me are more about legacy and just making sure my fans are happy. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain people who just rock with me. Like, you say, like, you used to send me messages from however long ago back. You know what I mean? Just, I get those all the time. You know what I mean? People that rock with me for so many years. You know what I mean? So, for me, these next couple projects and the dope thing about being independent is, like, that's what it's about. Literally for the fans. You know what I mean? I'm not... Mm. I don't care about going platinum. I don't care. I'm good. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm in a good space. You know what I mean? Mentally. 
from now, it's just literally I want to put out dope stuff for the fans and like just dope art. You know what I mean? That people are like, yo, they saw it, the video or whatever, heard the music, and they're like, yo, that was ill. You know what I mean? Like I saw that, that was sick. You know. Mm. So, when did you get that perspective? When did you start seeing things like that way? Um, when did I start seeing it that way? I think that's part of the the little break I took, man. Like I think um after no handouts, um I got to tour a lot. I toured with Machine Gun Kelly. Um, I toured with Classified. I toured myself. I went out with Mercules, you know, so I got to go around um, and do a lot of dates and whatnot. I got to tour with Chef for two years, you know what I mean? And I think um, part of that was just, like, me growing up and me learning, you know what I mean? Like, the best thing that happened with the Raekwon situation was, like, and, and the thing that I signed up for the Raekwon situation was I signed up to learn, you know what I mean? Like, that was the overall mm-hmm. thing before money, before anything, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to pick up game from mm-hmm. someone who had been in the game for 20 years, you know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. and, and I did, you know what I mean? Like, I, I soaked up crazy amounts of game, you know what I mean? To the point where, like, me running independently, it's just, like, it's it's a no-brainer, you know what I mean? And I, I feel like that's that's one of the dope things. So, like, I don't know. I just feel like... um. That's that's where I'm at right now. You know what I mean? And I think that's where I, that's where I learned that. After no handouts, is it was really um an eye opener as to like the business and and how to run my business and how I want my business to run. You know? Yeah. Um. I think I and I, and we're gonna go there because I remember interviewing you and Raekwon mm-hmm. in London at the London Music Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh. Right after that, you know, you were signed to Ice H2O Canada, mm-hmm. and it was a big big deal at that point. Yep. There was a lot of energy uh, around it. There was a lot of energy around it. There was a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. They opened up a record label in mm-hmm. Toronto on mm-hmm. Young Street. And 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 we're like, oh, shit. You know? Uh, and I feel, I feel like a lot of people were rooting for you. And it was like, by that time, you've been doing your thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes! Finally, J.D. Era gets that look, gets that chance to, 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 to take it there. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, we felt like at that time, and probably still do a little bit, where we needed that American cosign, that mm-hmm. American to push it and to 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 make us feel validated as Canadians and Canadian artists. And so, so, what did you sign at that time? A distribution deal, like full record deal? That was or? a deal. So I signed yeah. a record deal with Ice H2O Canada at yeah. the time. And um, and I still think it's important, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want um, any Canadian artists listening to this to feel like it's not important um, to align yourself with American artists, if if doable, you know what I mean? Like, if, if it makes sense and it's right, and um, there's something that you can gain from it, you know what I mean? Whether it's experience, whether it's money, whether it's the touring aspect or, you know, exposure, you know what I mean? I, I, it's definitely an important thing. Um, so at the time, I signed uh, a deal with, with Raekwon, um, and I, it just... I think it just didn't work out, you know what I mean? Um I think I think from my perspective, um I'll say uh I feel like there was a little bit of a disconnect in like um like I think people wanted everything to go up a level um after I signed the deal and I felt like it kind of stayed at a certain level um and it it didn't it didn't it didn't go I I don't know how to explain that any better. Like Well, let's say this. Uh what assumptions were made? So, for example, yeah. for example, yeah. um, so again, from my perspective, I sign a record deal. As an outsider looking in, you see, yo, J.D. Era, I've been seeing him work, you know what I mean? He's been busting his gun for so many years in Toronto. He signed a record deal with this American guy. What's about to happen? That's the perception, right? The reality of the situation is 
I didn't sign a record deal for half a million dollars that now the visuals are all going to look crazy and I'm going to start doing all this crazy stuff. So that's the initial um, perception versus reality. Everyone on the outside is assuming that there's going to be this huge influx of cash that um, is going to change a bunch of stuff. When the reality, it, that's not what the case was, right? So that's that's one thing, right? So you have to deal with that. There's... Um, the people in the city, you know what I mean? Like the producers and whatnot that some of the homies who might have done it at a certain rate before are now looking at you like, yo, dog, you just signed. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? And it's like, yo, dog, it's not the what you think it is. But they're looking at you like, yeah, but you're running around with this millionaire, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is in their mind, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of that that you had to deal with, you know what I mean? And like for me, um, it was it was difficult to maneuver throughout the states and not like not feel like I had everything I needed to to be able to do what I, I needed to do. But, like, I also just feel like, you know, timing comes comes into play with a lot of the stuff. You know what I mean? I think I, at the time we had a, a dope independent thing going with Black Market. You know what I mean? And and that was possibly something I could have explored more. You know what I mean? We had distribution with Universal at the time. Um, but, like, I just—honestly, I, I, for me, I just learned so much from Chef. Like— like, it literally was priceless. Like, my time with Raekwon was priceless. Like, in hindsight... It wasn't wasted. Not at all. Like, in hindsight, like, I think there was a... I had an interview come out, and there was some stuff that came out, you know what I mean, that it it, it felt like um I wasn't happy with the situation at the time, you know what I mean? There was things that made me unhappy, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't really care to go into depth just because me and Ray still haven't had that conversation, like, where we sit down and have the ins and outs of it, you know what I mean? So I don't think it's right for me to be talking about it outside of that, you know what I mean? But I just think that timing-wise, it could have been a little bit better, and I just think we could have done... Like, in hindsight is, is you know, 2020, you know what I mean? So looking back, there's lots of things I could have done better, but in terms of time wasted, not at all. Like, I, I just... I learned so much, and I wouldn't be um, where I am now. I wouldn't be in the headspace I'm in now unless I went through all of that, you know what mm. I mean? So... So it was definitely just a, a, a it was a blessing in disguise in my well opinion. okay well to give advice to the youngins the uh, creatives now mm -hmm. uh, what should they be looking for um, and what how do they make sure that they don't make the same mistakes and so but, so so I, I guess that's I guess that's what that's what I'm trying to say like I don't I don't want people to think that that was a mistake you know what I mean like it. I think people expected it to be something, and because it wasn't what they expected it to be, that's the perception of it. But for me, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a failure. You know what I mean? I think if you're a new artist and your goal is to be independent, then learn as much as you can from other great people that are independent. You know what I'm saying? And, like, for me, um, Raekwon was one of them. Mad Child's one of them. You know what I mean? Stack the Ripper's one of them. There's a lot of independent guys that I've— you know, Onyx is 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 another like big group that like I I've always stayed close to. You know what I mean? Those are the homies. Where it's like, you know, if that's what you're trying to hone your craft in, then really stick to those guys and watch what they do. You know what I mean? And 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 you can't be afraid to put up your own bread. You know what I mean? Like that's probably the biggest thing I could tell any independent artist, any independent Canadian artist. Like, don't be afraid to put up your own bag to do things because people respect you like so much more when you're not the guy that's like, yo. I'm waiting on this grant or yo, I'm waiting on so-and-so to pay so-and-so. You know what I mean? Like, if you just come and you're like, yo, listen, this is my budget. It may not be what you usually get, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But this is what I got, you know what I mean? What can you do for this? I, I feel like people respect that so much more, you know, going along the way. And, like, that's one of those things that I, I had to learn, you know what I mean? Because, you know, 
we had always played this game from a perspective of, okay, yo, let's get this bag from the government or whatever grant thing it is. You know, a lot of a lot of rappers play that game. You know what I mean? I think I had to get out of that. You know what I mean? I, I literally had to kind of shackle us. So yeah, it, yeah, it really, you know, as much as the, the grant system is amazing and every American hears about it and their eyes light up and they're, you know what I mean? They're like mind blown when they hear it. It like, it hinders a lot of Canadian artists. You know what I mean? Like I wish, I wish a lot of artists didn't ever hear about the grant thing, you know what I mean? Because it would force a different type of grind, you know what I mean? Um, Creativity. Uh, yeah, it just forces, it forces you to have to do, you know, if you don't have the budget, it'll force you to do things to get it out there, you know what I mean? And and I think um, it, it forces you to put up your own bag in some sort of, of sense, you know what I mean? Whether it's 500 or or $1,000 for whatever little thing, the mixing and the whatever, you got to put up your own bread, you know what I mean? There's no, yo, I'm going to give you 2500 for this demo grant and go figure it out, you know what I mean? Like, nah, you got to put up your own money and lose your own money and, and you know and pay the this marketing guy that ran off with your money and you know you got to go through the ups and downs of that to really appreciate it you know what i mean when a, a bag comes around you know so mm. i think that's what i'd say i'd say put up your own bag if you're an independent artist man don't be scared at the end of the day because you're you're just you're so much invested when you put your money up but just the psychology thing yeah and i mean and i mean from for us from day one like i've always put up my own bag like don't get it don't get it twisted when i talk about grants and like the mindset you know what i mean i just think that um there was also a, a large like part of Canadian artists where we had this cushion, this like Canadian grant cushion in our minds. You know what I mean? Where we're like, you know, like, yeah, I would put up this bread, but I might get this grant that I gotta wait a month to find out if they're gonna give it to me. And then if they give it to me, I gotta deal with the budgets. But oh, the director's in charge of X and O and you know what I mean? Like it just it turns into a whole shit show, you know? So just um yeah, put up your bag, man. Put up your bag. So, yeah, the whole thing happened with the Ice H2O. Mm -hmm. No handouts came out, which is a great project, by the way. Were you proud of the project? Super proud. And the fact that, you know, initially it came out for free on that piff um, was initially how it came out. We weren't selling it. It came out for free. Then I was like, oh, snap, people are feeling it. Let me start selling it. We repackaged it, did the deluxe or whatever. And then I got nominated for a Juno. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, again, like as a rapper coming from the mixtape scene, coming from the battle scene, to put out a mixtape, quote unquote, and then, you know, granted it was all original music, but I put it out as a mixtape, as, you know, this is for free, download it, maybe we could do some shows off of this, you know what I mean, type of thing. And then for that to be received uh, and nominated for a Juno, and, and like, I lost to Inner Ninja, you know what I mean, if you know Classified Inner Ninja, that song was everyone like in the, his biggest biggest probably single. his biggest yeah it's probably yeah. his biggest like record four times you know what I mean? Canadian or something like but that. you know yeah. if he wasn't nominated I okay. think I might have won that yeah. year you know what I'm saying so and, and for which know, single was it um, or was it the whole record I, so, yeah. so that's that's what I, I was about, about to say Junos, yeah. that's what I was about to say one of my gripes with the Junos is that they haven't you know and it's been how many years haven't given us a rap single category and then a rap album category putting saying rap recording of the year like to me it's impossible for you to compare no handouts to Inner Ninja. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, yeah. it's impossible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. one's a body of work, one's a song. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I think um, that's long overdue, and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, guys like you are are in there doing what you can to, you know, try and make that happen. But, um, yeah, man, I, I was super proud of no handouts. Like, like to this day, super proud. I was listening to it a couple days ago. You know what I mean? Like, that, I Need You record with Shy, with, uh, Shy Wisdom. I love that record. You know what I mean? Like that's mm. to me. That's like so not, records like that. Ninth inning. Those are personal ones for me. That like I know how they came about. So you know they're definitely special for me. So uh, what led you to to go on hi- uh, hiatus? Man, just life, bro. You know what I mean? Like I've been I've been beating. You know I've been beating this drum for. 
10, 10 years, you know, 10 plus years, you know, putting out mixtapes and touring and, you know, another mixtape and touring and another single and, you know what I mean? Like, I've been doing this for so many years and I've done so many shows, you know what I mean, uh, over the years. I just needed to take a break, you know what I mean? I had my foot on the pedal for, for so long. It's like, yo, before you gas out, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to take a break, recharge, recharge the battery and, you know, just deal with life. You know what I mean? Like, I, in doing that, I also, I neglected a lot of just personal things, you know what I mean? Just you know, personal relationships and stuff like that. So um, I just had to take the time to get all that stuff right, you know what I mean, and uh, get get my business right, you know what I mean? Like I said, ind- independently, this new one, Up North Records, is the new label, you know? So um, I'm just, yeah, man, I'm excited, man. Like it, it's, it's a new day, it's a new energy. Like I said, it's the best, this is the best. Like, Chato, I can't even, I, I can't, I'm sending you the, I'm going to send you the, the, the link in advance, you know what I mean, so that mm. you could come back here and then let them know in advance that it's the best rap album of 2019 but i'm putting out the best rap album of 2019 and if you don't think back from the dead is the best rap album of 2019 then wait till the second one because you're getting two in 2019 there ain't no way i'm just dropping one off you know what i mean if i'm dropping as early as january you're getting two so if you don't like the first one the second one we're getting nominated for something this year gentlemen so well, well, well just be patient with me when you went on the hiatus like was it hard to take that break? like even though you know you've been on that run mm-hmm like sometimes we're accustomed to going, 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 going. Yeah, yeah. Was it um, hard to like, or was it like you had no choice? Like life told you, like no. I, it it was it was hard. Yeah, yeah. it was hard. Um, watching pe- people put out music, and like not being able to compete with them. You know what I mean? Like, cause I know the quality of stuff that I make, you know what I mean? And I know that I can compete with like anyone in the world. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how I feel. Like, so I know the quality of music I make and I was always in the studio. So like that whole time I was gone, I was still in the studio recording and like- You're still being creative. Yeah, still okay. being creative. So the homies uh, hear something, they come to the studio, hear something, be like, oh man, like you gotta put this out now. And I'm like, yo dog, like it's not time yet. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, I got things I gotta do. I'm getting my mind. But literally like I'm in the studio every week at least, at least once a week I'm in the studio and I, that's just, what I do, whether I put out music, I don't put out music. When I'm 70 years old, I'm always gonna record at least once a week. Just like it's mm-hmm. therapeutic for me. That's literally my little therapy. Getting in there for four hours, six hours, get a little steam off me. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. Well, I, I want you to talk about that because that's where it starts, right? That's where music starts. Mm-hmm. Your therapy, you love it. You're just passionate about it. You know, the end of the day, you're making music because you're a super fan of it. Mm-hmm. You know. And, but then, you know, then maybe then after you start getting these commercial interests, mm-hmm, mm. I want to make money. I want to do this. I have these external uh, criterias and results that I expect the music to, to do this, to perform this. Mm-hmm. And then would you say you went through that and then you came back to pure passion or no? Or like, how did that go? Um, I don't think, I don't think it was uh, so much leaning towards a commercial thing. Cause I've never, I've never went like all the way, you know what I mean? Like when it comes to stuff like that. And I've always been... Um, smart enough to know there there's a music business, right? Like, for example, like, um, you know, like, I had the intro on the score uh, for court surfing, you know what I mean? And, like, we would get paid from stuff like that, where the score's running my commercial every week, three, four times, and you don't even know I'm getting paid from this on the low quietly. Or, like, um, the Foot Locker commercial, you know what I mean, where I did comeback season for them, got a dope check from that. Like, that's kind of... I do stuff like that to fulfill that portion of things, but I've never made music with the, like, I I just don't think it works that way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that people connect with it that way. I don't think you'll ever get a hit 
trying to make a hit, if that makes sense. No, I totally get that. You don't go into the studio like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, like I'm trying it. to make something commercial today. And I'm trying to, yeah. you know what I mean? For me, it's more like, yo, I got these thoughts. I want to get these thoughts out. I think these thoughts will sound dope. Or I think this beat is so crazy. Like, I don't want to send this to someone else. Like, I got to try something on this. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's always been um, trial and error. Like, for, like, you know, lack of better term. You know what I mean? Like, it's always been that for me. Like, uh, and I think, that's what the studio is about for me, just kind of trying different things. You know what I mean? And like, if at the end of the six and eight hours, we make something so amazing that the world deserves to hear it, then great. But like, I have a, a super high, like, um, like a, a, a checkpoint, like, like for stuff that comes out of there. You know what I mean? So like, if you're lucky enough to be in the studio, you'll hear a hundred records from JDR. You know what I mean? But only eight of those are going to come out here that the people are going to actually Yeah, hear, the know? point, I guess, is when it's ready, though, when it's out, mm -hmm. when it's about to come out, mm -hmm. you know, you don't go into the studio creatively with those thoughts, but then when it's about to be released, when it's about to go out, mm -hmm. to put any type of pressure on it to perform. No, because I've never had, I've never been the guy that sold a million records. You know what I mean? So, like, in terms of pressure, like, what's pressure? You know what I mean? Like, what... What's outdoing your last one? You know what I mean? For me, it's more about critical acclaim than it is about sales and stuff like that. Like, when you say pressure, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think uh, my pressure comes from me. You know what I mean? Like, my pressure comes from internally. It's well, me. Well, what I'm talking—but what I mean by that is, J.D. Arrow, you know you're nice. Yeah. And don't act like, you know, you don't have materialistic likes and goals and all these type of things. Yeah, 100%. You know but what I mean? So, like— don't act like you on like you Gandhi or anything like that. You got some chains on my right now. People possessions. don't know. I'm here with my books, my books and my sandals. Yo. Exactly. And you know what that's like? Being in this world mm -hmm. and being in Toronto and GTA, whatever. The so, but I guess you're saying is I you get that from somewhere else. Yeah, you, yeah. For me, like the music, the like the music aspect of things has always been for love. You know what I mean? I do things like commercials and write R&B songs and stuff like that in hopes of getting the check, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of JD era and rap, like, I've always done this for love. Like, I did the battle rap thing out of love. And I when I went to the studio first for the first time, it was out of love. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's always... I don't know. It's always been that for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. The business side of things, you got to take care of the business. And, like, when we're on the road, you know what I mean? Merch and all that stuff. Like, we take care of the business, you know? And, mm -hmm. and, and selling stuff. It, you know, you got to... Business, it's the music business at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But I'm not in it for that, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm -hmm. I'm literally doing this for love at this point in time. Like, purely, you know? Can you tell me of what you've seen growing up in Toronto... Uh, the progress Toronto has made during your hiatus and also from starting from an artist till now. Yeah. Um, what do you make of Toronto, man? So, I mean, I guess the the start, you know, going from that stigma of the screw face capital, you know what I mean? And I think that was that another... That was real, no? It was, it, was, it was super real, you know what I mean? And any artist that, you know, was coming up them times can, well, can definitely attest to that, you know what I mean? And I, uh, I think as a city, our growth from that um, and and don't get me wrong, we still have a little of that crabs in the in, in the bucket mentality. You know what I mean? Like as much as guys are having success, the success is amazing. You know what I mean? That's the best thing for for this because guys are seeing. You know what? I can it can happen. You know what I mean? It can happen if I leave, if I connect with this person or the right person. It can happen. But I still, still, still to this day, I want to see us. You know, like I want to see all these young guys working together. You know what I mean? Like like. I want to see Pressa and Killy with a record together. You know what I mean? Like, like 
it's so powerful. It's so powerful when guys come together. And like one of the dope things, like with my generation, when me and Drake and and the masters and the bishops were working, it was like there was an energy. You know what I mean? There's an energy that just comes from that because all your fans are now coming together. You know what I mean? And I think that's still one of the things that we lack. You know, um, that. And I always say this, I say this all the time, like we lack like really dope like business people, like managers or people that are connecting things like, uh, we lack like the Steve Stouts and the Kevin Lyles, you know what I mean? I feel like that's one of the real big things that Canada's lacking, you know? We have talent in abundance and I think the whole world's seeing that now, you know what I mean? With the success of so many people, like our producers, like people are like, yo, like our producer game is a one, we are the best in the world, in my opinion. I think we we got the best producers in rap in the world right now, and we have the number one rap artist in the world, and we have the number one R and B artist in the world, and we have arguably the number one pop artist in Bieber in the world. Drake, you know what I'm we saying? Can in Bieber. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like in that, like in terms of talent, Toronto, there's an abundance of talent, but I just feel like there's a lack of um, just musical minds to kind of take some of the. Like, one of my gifts has always been working with guys that are going to pop off. You know what I mean? They may not pop off on my project, but by a project or two after me, you know what I mean? These producers always end up doing something, whether it's the Boy Wonders or, like, the Spins of the World, you know what I mean? Or, like, whoever it is, you know what I mean? I, I've, I've been lucky enough that when I work with people, they're super dope, and they find— lane but it would be amazing if we just had business people that were like yo you know what i got this this nike campaign i'm gonna connect this young boy who's doing blah, 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 and you know what i mean like little beretti or whatever he he's buzzing right now in the streets in toronto let me put him on this jordan campaign you know what i mean like that would be super dope you know and that's mm. that's one of the things i feel like canada's lacking you know what i mean that we're, we're a few years behind yeah since. they're slowly starting to catch on slowly man slowly, slowly they know hip-hop is number one and hip-hop dictates we dictate the culture. We've been dictating the culture. We are yeah. pop culture. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. and, and it's dope. You know, one of the dope things with the legalization of marijuana, quick game for independent artists, legalization of marijuana, all these companies, they got a gang of bread that they want to dump into things that are going to promote. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a concert you're doing, whether it's a showcase or whatever it is. Start hitting up some of these some of these companies, you know what I mean? Because they got bags that they just they have to spend by the time the year's up, you know what I mean? So that's just a little a little tidbit. Mm -hmm. I can get a little a side bag, you know what I mean? For the yeah. guys that you know maybe rap ain't selling what you wanted it to sell, you know what I mean? You gotta yeah. figure out ways to hustle outside of that. You know, think what I mean? about what your lifestyle is, what you like, what you use, what your friends use, and what they do or whatever, and then. And not even necessarily what you use. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I, you don't have to smoke weed to take money from a weed company. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So 50 Cent doesn't drink, but how many How many liquors have we seen 50 put out? You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. just, just from that standpoint, you know, guys trying to expand their business and expand what they're doing. I, and I feel like if there's more people thinking like that, it just makes it easier to combine things. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like if I'm thinking like that and you're thinking like, it just makes it easier for us to sit down and get a bigger one. You know what I, I mean? I feel like, I think the, the point that you made specifically is not enough uh, business people that are from the culture, the Steve Stouts, the Steve... Whatever. Yeah, they're still close, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, because yeah. I think I think that that's the the distinction that are are part of the culture, you part know what I'm saying? The because culture. there are there's a lot of business people in, in Toronto and Canada. There's a lot of money moving around in Canada and Toronto, you know, a hundred percent. But like yeah. people that know what's going on, that are in tune, you know what I mean? That that have your phone number. You know what I'm saying? Like, people that are so in tune that, like, yo, Chetto, I got this idea, blah, 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 You know what I mean? That, like, who's buzzing? You know what I mean? Because I know your, your ears to the streets and you're interviewing these artists that are coming through. You know what I mean? People like that, you know? So, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, maybe that's 
that's something that, you know, in a couple years, that's something that I'm looking to do. You know what I mean? And that's, hey, that's you're part giving of the me ideas, bro. 100%, brother. 100%. That's part of the growth. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. there's a lot of things that I see that could help. You know what I mean? Like I said, that, that's part of me going to the school of Raekwon. You know what I mean? And the school of, like, artists like Classified and Mad Child and guys that have done it and toured independently. Like, just seeing the business. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to just be a rapper. You know what I mean? Don't, don't let that... That, don't let them put you in a box. Like you could be a businessman uh, along the lines of this thing. You know what I mean? That's that's the important part. And I think I've uh, we, I've talked about this before, where people who love this culture are of the culture think that the only entry point to hip hop is rapper or producer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they think that the only ways you can contribute to the culture is be a rapper or be a DJ mm -hmm. or producer. That there is so many different roles. So many. Uh, of how you can be in this culture that you love and, and contribute and be a part of it, right? And now, especially with hip-hop being number one. Number one in the world. Yeah. We are the most listened to music. These are, this is Nielsen facts. These are Nielsen stats. So it's yeah. like, but but then yeah. even like, you know, you say something like that, and it, it it's like, it feels like a punch in the gut for a guy like me who... I'm a rapper, right? Like, my at my core, I'm a rapper. You know, as much as they say hip-hop, whatever, I'm a rapper, right? And to get played in Canada on the radio, you know what I'm saying? We have the number one, the most listened to music in the world, and there's not one rap stage. Like, Tory Lanez doesn't get played across this country, and he's, he's killing it in the States, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, it's like, that's... It's disheartening, you know what I mean? But I've always been a part of that uphill climb because, like, for example, like, I'm a, I'm a black... I'm a black artist in Canada, you know what I mean? And a lot of people don't talk about this. You know what I mean? I've heard Rich Kid maybe discuss it a few times, but, like, at the end of the day, like, majority of the fans don't look like me, you know what I'm saying? As much as, you know... Uh, the people that are a part of the culture look like me in the U.S., you know, south of the border. In Canada, majority of the fans don't look like me. So in terms of things like touring and, you know, doing shows, you could do them, you know what I mean? But is it easier for, you know, a white artist? You know, possibly, you know what I mean? Like, that's something that you have to look at. But things like radio, to me, like, that just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like the, We have over like 700 ra commercial radio stations in Canada. It, 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 and it, how many of them are doing it? It is mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling yeah. to me. You know what I mean? And, and like, you know, shout-outs to, you know, stations that are doing their thing. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. Community stations yes. have always community been the backbone. Stations. Community stations have always been the backbone for rap and yes. hip-hop in this country. You know what 100%. I mean? And, and, you know, now that we've gone to streaming and things like podcasts, you know, there's those stuff like this for, for people to check out and get new music and be able to get in tune with artists. But, it would be so much easier if, you know, when um, Oppressa releases a record that Virgin Radio all across Canada gets the record and is playing the record and then it shows up on TV and then when he's touring, you know what I mean? That way, you know, all of these fans can get a chance to enjoy um, a, a dope artist as such and, and the JD eras. And because, the, you know let's I mean? okay, let's be, uh, uh, so let's be honest, um, uh, well, a lot of Canada outside mm -hmm. of Toronto mm -hmm. is white. Yeah, 100%. But guess who is listening to that hip-hop music? White kids. All of them. All yeah, of everybody. them. Oh, and, and I can attest this because, you know, at the shows, yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you, my yeah. shows are a gang of white people, you know what I yeah. mean? But, like, and they love rap, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And it's not me saying, like, oh, you're not supposed to, like, no, not that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just yeah. saying, like, it would be dope if you radio stations, you know what I mean, if some of these radio stations... Because I think the perception is hip-hop is... Uh, 
only for black people or only black people are interested in hip hop. So is this uh, in 10 years, in 20 years, when the program directors and the people that are in charge, as, as that guard begins to change, then that becomes lifted? Because now those people are people that we grew up listening to Drake and we grew up listening to. Is that when that guard changes? Because for me, I thought that was going to change as soon as we got one. You know what I mean? I thought the thing was, oh, we've never had one, though. And then we had Cardi go and, you know, with Dangerous. And it was like, OK, we kind of got one. You know what I mean? But it was super commercial. Then Drake went, you know, best I ever had went. And then there was like, they still weren't playing them over here. But then it was like they got forced into it, you know? So I thought it was going to be a case of, oh, when we have one, then that'll become a little more accessible. And as much as, you know, in a top 40 station, they'll play two rap records, three maybe, you know, that they're comfortable with. You know what I mean? It's just... That's always going to be an uphill battle for Canadian rap. Yeah, so there's know. layers to that. There's layers of prejudice. There's, there's, there's yeah, so many there's, layers. There's so many that are like unconscious. Like yeah, they're yeah. not even on purpose. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. not something that's going to be broken through tomorrow yeah. overnight. That's a 10, 20 year process. That it is what it is. You know what I mean? But yeah. but it's definitely a hindrance. You know what I mean? That I I notice and I fight with every single day. Mm. You know what I mean because like radio is not a part of our campaigns anymore. But the interesting thing is, you know, you said you're always going to continue to make music, or you're making music from a legacy standpoint, which I. I think is very important because that's the only what you leave behind mm -hmm. but another thing that i would interested be interested to for people like you is to get involved in the business aspect because there's no age limit to that right if anything when you're older you're more experienced and you can be a manager or any type of business things in the hip-hop thing because you've been in it and you can cake off it right and i, I think because for, it's there for me and then like like that's one of those things like like you said man i i'm of the culture you know what i mean so like if if something uh, doesn't feel authentic to someone like me, you know what I mean? It probably isn't authentic, you know what I mean? Like, I, I done seen authentic so many times, I done seen real so many times, I know what it looks like, I know what it smells like, you know what I mean? So um, there's certain things that won't pass uh, certain people's tests that'll pass people in the culture, you know, people in the culture uh, need to be there to, to say, yeah, that's a go or that's not a go, you know what I mean? So that's definitely 100% in the future, um, just being more involved in the business side of things and possibly a and or, you know, something of that nature, you know what I mean? And a and doesn't so much interest me, to be honest with you, but just being in a building somewhere where we can have some sort of influence, you know what I mean, would be dope, you know, in the future. Mm. And that's something that I'll, I'll slowly progress to, you know what I mean? And writing songs and stuff like that has been my way to kind of ease into that lane, mm -hmm. you know? So we'll get there when we get there. Yo, uh, we've been having a very interesting conversation. Me and you could talk for hours, buddy. I, yeah, 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 and I, I don't know, want I to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. bore the listeners. I don't think they're bored. I think they're engaged. <laughs> uh, but uh, anything else that you wanted to say to the people out there, man? Man, anything I want to say to the people. Yo, I just want you guys to look out for this thing. Yo, Back from the Dead, this new album coming out in January is going to be Super Fuego. Um, I got, I'll tell you a couple records. Like I got I got a record um, produced by Classified on there called Snowfall that is a monster um, I got this joint, Magnificent, that's a monster. I don't have too many features. I'm telling you off top, you know what I'm saying? If you're going into this thing looking for clickbait, like I'm trying to see this name or that name on it, don't go in listening for that. If you're not a JDR fan, you don't want to hear what I do from top to bottom, don't go in listening for that. You know what I'm saying? This is an album. It's era produced, you know what I mean, by a lot of the homies, in-house homies. These are up-and-coming producers. You know what I mean? I have some guys like Bird and Keys that locally you might have heard of. You know what I mean? But for Bird and Keys. Yeah, Bird and Keys. You know, but for the most part, this is a, this is a local production of new producers, like guys like North P, who did Bankroll. You know, a lot of people have never even heard of him. You know what I mean? But Bankroll, that beat is a monster. You know, you got a couple joints on there. So I just want you guys to go in with open ears. You know what I'm saying? It's called Back from the Dead because, you know, I done been through a lot where, where men felt like they buried me. You know what I mean? You 
thought I was dead, I was gone, but like Lazarus, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? So look out for this new album. Add me up on the social medias, JD underscore ERA. Um, if, you, if you're too slow for that, enjoyera.com. Go on there. You can check me out. Add me on there. And make sure you go check out Drop Top, my homie Dub J, man. Yo, we didn't talk about Dub J this whole interview. No. I apologize, Dub J. Dub, listen, so Dub J, quick story. Yeah, yeah. Dub J is my guy from when I was uh, at university. Um, Waterloo. When I was no, I went to Laurier. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm a Golden Hog. I, they're across the street. I went to Laurier. Okay, well, I was in, it, Water, it was in Waterloo. In Waterloo. Okay, sorry, yeah, bro. close enough. Close enough. Damn. There's issues I didn't with like, that. I, I couldn't get. There's issues my with that. Era yeah, facts okay. So yo, when I was in when I was in Laurier, yeah. Dub J was um one of the first producers I worked with. We had a ra- uh, record go to radio um called Take Me Home. It had like this Indian beat in it or whatnot. He was one of the first producers I worked with. Literally, I go to his crib after school. I go to literally, I go to basketball practice, do homework. Go to the studio, do homework, wake up in the morning, do it again. You know what I'm saying? And literally, that was my routine. Dub J was someone who brought me in, and we sat and got a lot of work in. And he just put out a new album called um, Blame Me, um, and where I wrote two of the R&B records on there. So there's a record from Tamey called Dynamite, um, a record from a girl named CL called No Sleep. Check out those records. And then I got a record called um, Drop Top on there. We just put out the video. Fuego, fuego, fuego. If you don't know what that means, it's fire in Spanish. Stupido. You know what I mean? Go check that out. It's heat, man. This new JD era stuff. I'm about to set it off. If you guys haven't seen me in a minute, I'm back. That's it. You're back. You're back, and it's not the Come Up Show podcast. The Come Up Show without Era. Just give me a little sum sum. It could be anything. Recorded, whatever. I want to hear a little sum sum uh, on the Come Up Show. Right, We've been doing this. For um, years and years and years. It goes, my lifestyle beyond the glory, I'm Hall of Fame. Shrimp and chicken, low main. A thousand eight grams of that cocaine and that propane. When my dog busy posted by that low flame. Fuck it, get rich. Catch ever switch, never. Pyrex hits. I'm dope, plus my shit's better. Project bitch, she love me cause my whip better. Process this, never rap, but I guess cheddar. Complex shit, I write too well to be in double XLs. And so scared to come to the north. Still they blogging, my comments are often enough to put rappers in coffins. You Send a shot, I'll send a shot back to your mama's apartment, you pussy. Victory and vagina, call that a W. Eyes up, if you blink, then I'm a double U. How ironic, I doubled up at the double tree. The best in my city, you should all want to fuck with me, etc. Era. Stupid. The Come Up Show. And that is my conversation with J.D. Era on the Come Up Show podcast. You better believe he's going to be coming back soon when the album is out. Make sure you look out for it. Go tune into the music that's been out already from the record. JD Era, one of my favorite artists. Man, what did you guys think of this interview? If this is your first time tuning in, we upload a brand new podcast each and every Wednesday. Check out our previous catalog on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Give us a five-star rating review. It's your boy Cheddar. See you on next Wednesday. Peace. That's my conversation with JD Era on the Come Up Show podcast. What did you guys think? If this is your first time tuning in, a brand new episode each and every Wednesday, check out our deep catalog, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, each and every Wednesday, a brand new conversation. Give us a five-star rating and review. And you better believe J.D. Era is coming back, so stay tuned. I'll catch you on next Wednesday, y'all. Peace. Peace.